Welcome to Wow Soch, a show where we take you on a literary journey with award-winning authors and what makes the Valley of Words such a spectacular literature fest, running its fifth edition this year. Thank you very much, Shivani ji, for an absolutely wonderful introduction. Uh, <clears throat> uh, our guest of honor for the day, Dr. Jitendra Tripathi ji, who has a who's a very erudite scholar himself, and the connect which he has with the with the colleges is so clear when he says that he is part of the family. And I think I think that's very important. Unless we all feel that we are part of the family, unless we are all Vasudev Kutambakam, we will not be able to achieve for India what is expected of us. Uh, Dr. Uh, Sadna Sharma ji uh, and Dr. Agarwal, I mean, the, the, the two hosts of two wonderful institutions that have been going through, through your, about your institutions on the website. Uh, great that, 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 that you collaborated and as was pointed out, collaboration is the new key. Uh, Dr. Veena Kapoor, uh, Dr. Yadav, uh, Shivani, whom we've already met, uh, and Alok Pandey was a wonderful compare, and I hope that he gets the Guinness Book Award that he is trying for. Uh, Dr. Anurag Singh, Nirupma Yadav, and a very special thank to uh, to the four participants who joined us: Sudipta Chakravarti from Assam, Rajesh Mishra from Muts, from Mutsar, Sunil Patel uh, from Maharashtra, and uh, Pratap um, uh, Pillai from Kerala, which also shows the entire spread of this country, which also shows that we are connected. Uh, to everybody. Let me bring you uh, clouds and a beautiful breeze and a beautiful <laughs> morning from Missouri. I can make out that I'm the only one who's who's been able to wear a necktie and, and a jacket and a tie because this weather is absolutely wonderful here. As I talk here, I can see the lovely pines. The I can see uh, just behind my office a view of the lovely view of the of the Himalayas. In front of me, there's a statue of uh, the bust of Sadar Patel, which says that you will not have United India unless you have a good and an independent All India service, which has the freedom uh, to speak its own mind. And I think that's true, not only for administrators, it is also true for academics, that unless we have the freedom and unless we have the competence and unless we have the willingness to engage with everybody and engage across discourses, we shall not be able to create the India that we're looking for. In fact, whether it is me or all of us who are present here, the credit goes entirely to our teachers for having brought us to the position uh, that we are in today. This nation or the strength of this nation, the integrity of this nation will come only when we can all you know, cut across the various boundaries that we've created artificially. In fact, this is a lot of artificial binary that we create amongst ourselves that you know, administrator, uh, political executive, teacher, at the end of the day, we are all connected. And I think that is the one message which this little virus also teaches us. The COVID, this little virus also teaches us that we are all, that we are all connected. Yeah. Uh, so friends, uh, <clears throat> uh, let me say that I'm very happy that, you know, look at the names which are associated. I mean, uh, the, in fact, because I curated a literature festival, uh, one of the entries this year was Midnight's Machines. And the book Midnight's Machine starts with a tribute to Pandit Madan Mohan Malviya. And Pandit Madan Mohan Malviya's concept of, uh, of, of, of a nation, uh, which was very different from that of Mahatma Gandhi, but both are eminent people. I mean, so while Mahatma Gandhi believed in Swadeshi, uh, Malviya ji had the very strong view that unless we adapt and adopt technology the way Japan has done, we will not be able to make our place in the common view of nations. Now, 
the important thing for all of us is to understand all the different discourses. I mean, the India which was imagined by Gandhi, the India which was imagined by Ambedkar, the India which was imagined by Shama Prasad Mukherjee, the India which was imagined by, by Nehru, the India which was imagined by all of us. In fact, that is how the wonderful imagination of India will come to us. And, you know, in our constitution, we of course say Bharat, and we say that is India. And let me also share with you, because these days, you know, COVID uh, gave me a lot of time to go to the library, and I have actually spent, uh, I mean, the best, I would say that you know the COVID uh, uh, has made all our teaching online as well. So in fact, we, we have only one online course at the moment here at the academy. Uh, compared to the compared to, I mean, this is the prime time for us in Missouri to have courses. And normally there are about four or five parallel courses that are running here. We hardly get the time to to utilize the library. But for the last, uh, I mean, after 23rd of March, one has been. Uh, visiting the library or getting you know books from the library because library was also open every alternate day and with physical distancing you know at the time of independence <clears throat> the britishers wanted to leave the dominion of hindustan and the dominion of pakistan mr menon thought about it and he rejected the idea of calling ourselves the dominion of hindustan because he felt that in that case we call ourselves the dominion of india then you become the successor state to the then government otherwise all the assets and everything would have been divided uh, between, and, and this would have been another long story. So I think, you know, and this is again something which came out because of reading uh, during, the, during the times of COVID. Uh, and, and during the times of COVID itself, one realized the link between language, literature, nation building, and our understanding of everything. Because uh, you see, the, at this current point of time, I mean, in fact, most of the young participants here uh, in fact, I think all the all the ones who spoke, including the assistant professors like Alok and Pandey and all, should not be able to fathom the great difficulty with which India got integrated. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. At the time of independence, there were 572 princely states. There were territories under the possession of the French. There were territories under the possession of Goa. There were, of the 11 provinces, eight were with India. Uh, the three had, I mean, three, two were divided, and Sindh, of course, went to Pakistan. And let me share an interesting anecdote, you see, because at that point of time, it was not very certain. I mean, today we talk of India, we take it for granted. We think, yes, it will be there. But we forget that about 60 years ago, 70 years ago, it was not taken for granted. It's a, we had a geography with us. But creating that geography into a nation, is a work which the administrators and scholars and, and, and political executive and political parties and these debates have created for us. And we should not underestimate uh, the great contribution which all of them have made. And therefore, it's very important and more important for teachers of liberal arts, more important for teachers of, 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 of literature and history and political science and philosophy to share this because it is our job. It is our job because I have also been a former student of history and literature. I think it's very important for us to communicate because while the IITs and the AIMS, they all have a very important role, very significant role. But as far as the role of imagining in India is concerned, as far as the role of reaching out to every corner in the country is concerned, when it comes to talking about how India got together, that is where the role of college teachers, that's where the role of university teachers becomes absolutely important. I'll pause for a moment here and, and pay tribute to four of my teachers, three of whom are no longer with me. Professor Khurana, 
uh, of the Lalpur Khalsa College, Jalandhar, who taught me literature. Uh, the principal at that point of time, Raja Harnarendra Singh, used to teach Punjabi. He is also no more with us. Uh, my, my, my teacher, Professor Harnam Singh, who also taught me English, and Professor Satish Kapoor, who, who, I mean, God bless him, he's living a very healthy life, and I hope that he lives 100 years. Uh, these are the people who shaped my thinking. And I think I always, whenever I get a chance, I always would like to acknowledge the great contribution which teachers have made in the development of every individual. And it is individuals who make the collective nation. It is, it is, it is this which, which gives us the whole notion of being a country together. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Uh, I'll pause here for a moment and tell my friends that, you know, uh, <clears throat> there's always that, that, that big debate in, in social sciences or in history about the Prometheans and the Malthusians. The, in other words, the optimists and the pessimists. The Malthusians have always held that the world will come to an end because we'll never be able to, you know, uh, to, to match the increasing demands that the nature is limited, the nature is finite, and human expectations are more, and therefore there'll always be a there'll always be a chaos. But I have always been on the side of Prometheans. Now Prometheus stole fire from the gods, stole thunder from the gods, and brought it to earth and brought it to the Homo sapiens sapiens. I would in fact go a step further. I would call myself a Prometheus plus. I would say that gods did not have the right to fire alone. We had the right to fire. We took it. And so why even say it's, it's, it's stealth? So the way we define terms, the way we look at language, the way we define how we, how we look at things also changes the way we look at things. Now, whether 1857 is mutiny or whether 1857 is the first war of independence, it is the first war of independence and we look at it from the view of nationalist historiography and we look at it from the point of view of the Angres, you would certainly call it mutiny. But again, this time, as William Dalrymple has pointed out in his lovely book, Anarchy, that even that term could not have been used because the British, the East India Company was also operating under a license or a mandate from Bahadur Shah Zafar. So how could there be mutiny against the King Emperor? So the King Emperor who had given the license to the East India Company to have a little army of its own, or that army uh, goes in protest that army is not protesting against the king emperor. And the king emperor was the sovereign at that time. <clears throat> now, William Dalrymple's book is a work of art. It's a work of history. It's a work of philosophy. It's a work of context. It's a work of understanding that what happens when a state fails. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. A state, by its very nature, is so important for the formation of a society, for creation of such rules. Even a state which is not doing well is better than not having a state at all. And one example of not having a state at all was Punjab in 1947, where the governor abdicated. Mr. Mountbatten was so concerned only about his own gun salutes and other things. And that mayhem which was there when there was statelessness and lawlessness led to one of the worst tragedies in human history. It's a tragedy which exceeds or is at par. I mean, one does not want to discount the, uh, the, the, the tragedy that happened, uh, the Holocaust which happened during, during the World War. But what happened in Punjab was also no less. And that is what had led Amrita Pritam to, to speak out uh, and, and render one of the most sensitive poems ever uh, to my mind that, you know, 
Uh, and then she had said, and I, I'll speak it in Punjabi, uh, which is my mother tongue, and I hope I'll be able to convey their sentiment also to Mr. Pillay in, in Kerala. But what it says, in a sense, is that, you know, there's this famous poem, He Ranja, in Punjab, which talks about the love of Heer and Ranja. <clears throat> and uh, at that time, Varus had written that, you know, I, I, and this is what Amrita Pritham says, that, you know, when one Heer in Punjab had died, you had written a whole... You had written the whole solicue that today, <clears throat> when hundreds and thousands of the daughters of Punjab are dying, and the blood of Ravi, the waters of Ravi are full of blood, where is your voice? What are you speaking? Now, I say this because this is a kind of poem, this is a kind of literature which transcends ages. It's a kind of literature which is not set just in 1947. It's a kind of literature which transcends Amrita Pritam. It's a kind of literature which transcends language. It's a call to humanity. And let me try to, to say it because I always get very emotive when I speak it. But let me try. <clears throat> Come out of your grave, Varasha, and speak. Now, this, in many ways, is untranslatable. And that brings me to the whole point about uh, about even when we make a lot of effort, we can translate the, the, the sense, we can translate the context, we can translate many things. And that brings me to the whole point about the very wide range of languages that we have in the country, how much of it is available to us, and what is the role of teachers of language and literature to now popularize these poems, these ballads, these songs of different languages of the country across the country. Because, you see, all of us live in certain areas. I was fortunate. I mean, I was born in Punjab. I studied there. Then I came to JNU. And I must mention here that, you know, whenever I get an invite from DU, I always make it a point to tell my better half because she's from DU and I'm from JNU. And she thinks that, you know, those of us in JNU were not as privileged as those in DU. And this debate continues, you know, because I always feel that, you know, we are sort of cut above and the DU wallas think that they are a cut above. Uh, but anyway, the debate continues. I'm very happy to, you know, to be addressing uh, uh, two colleges in DU and through them, uh, many other colleges. Okay, friends, so what I was saying is that it's so important for us to, 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 to get to literatures in translation. And, and I curate a literature festival called The Value of Words in Dehradun. And in fact, I'll be, and, and, and uh, I must acknowledge here the role of Dr. Amna Mirza, who actually connected me and she's, she's connected with the, she's been connected with the value of words for the last three years. So this year I'll just share with you uh, what we've been doing for the last uh, three years is to, is to acknowledge books in translation. Because unless we acknowledge books in translation, both in Hindi and English, and at a later stage, we need to translate Amrita Pritam to Malayalam and we need to translate the best of poetry in Kannad. Uh, to Punjabi and to all the languages that we have. We are such a vast, such a profound culture. 
and yet the fact remains that that our main languages of communication continue to be hindi and english i mean and and, and it is also something and in fact today i would also go to the extent of saying that Indi english has also become an indian language because many more people in india speak english now uh, and and i would say better english is spoken by us than and, and i never thought uh, i mean macaulay would be actually shivering in his grave then you would be thinking that now even for english language teaching indians are preferred all over the world because we speak with a better syntax and we speak with better with better pronunciation and everything uh, so friends uh, 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 i have to say many other things i have to say many other things but i also realize that you know we must uh, close on time but let me just say that you see covid is something to be concerned about covid is something that we have to be bothered about but it's not something that can overtake us it's not something which can which can which can sort of make us uh, think that you know the the end is near because i've never believed in this and and just for your uh, uh, you know just just for information uh, and this is something which i was speaking at a valedictory address for my own uh, probationers a few weeks ago and that was also online uh, and I, i i'll quote from there uh, uh, <clears throat> in fact you see what happens is uh, that i have prepared a written text but you know once i started speaking i i mean i just straight away from the text i'll share it with uh, with with sadhna ji and with mr agarwal and if you feel you can share it with all the rest but what i had written at that time and because that's a printed document and i, I enjoyed uh, uh, writing it let me share it with you uh, how has looked at pandemics in the past are there any lessons for the future well in the past and uh, you know the first plague that we know about is in 542 which had struck constantinople which is the present day istanbul and at that time it was the capital of the eastern roman empire under the emperor justinian and till the plague appeared his generals had reconquered much of western europe but after 542 the treasury could not pay the soldiers and the state system crumbled i mean the you see the, the first plague the first recorded plague and that is something that we can think about philosophically so this could very well be the end of china you know the the every plague in history has brought about a change of a nature which exceeds the immediate impact on the immediate geography it changes world systems for instance the roman empire the the the, the great roman empire under julius caesar which was the dominant empire at the turn of the century was defeated in fact other than its own uh, what what gibbon talks about how it it had spread so much that it couldn't cohere in the center but other than that this this plague this plague of 552 also had a very important role to play and by the time the plague finally petered out by 750 a powerful new religion islam had risen and its followers ruled tracts of the territories which were earlier under the roman empire so which again shows that how you know a, a major epidemic or a major pandemic can create such political changes or such Uh, and i would not even use the word political because political is only change of government but when we talk about cataclysmic changes when we talk about when we talk about the end of the british empire it is not the transition from atli to churchill or churchill to atli like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store you know the it is not the change of the prime ministership of england in 1857 which made the difference it was a change of a very very high order so when when prime ministers change when governors change when chief ministers change it is not a change of that order but a change of that order is for example when the entire state systems collapse when new state systems come in and this i think is the time also and and let me go on 
uh, which then we move on to, and then you look at the way, uh, <clears throat> you know, in the in the 16th century when we had the when when the entire uh, I mean the entire New World, uh, which was the whole of Latin America, uh, when that was when that suffered because of the import of diseases from Europe to the other parts of the conquered world, Africa and Latin America. And look at the language. I mean, the sort of language which is used then is not the language which can be used today. I mean, today we may like a person, we may not like a person, but we are politically very correct, right? But look at the language here, and look at the and look at what count, and, and that also shows. In fact, I was I must share with you some very interesting anecdote. I mean, I enjoy a conversation with Dr. Jitendra Singh, who's a minister for personnel, uh, and, and and we have some lovely conversation. And and we called him last year for the Diamond Jubilee of the Academy. And he said, you know, 60 years is something which, uh, which an individual can, can mark as an important marker. I mean, uh, most of, I mean, most of the principals and people look my age, we are all 50, 60. So we, for us, 60 is a very important marker. For an institution, also 60 is an important marker. But, but what about a civilization? What about humanity at large? What is 60 years? What is 60 years? I mean, we, I mean in the 22nd century, it will be swept off in just, in just half a paragraph. You know that yes, there was something in that happened, and it meant the beginning of online teaching, and it meant that virtual is the new real. Perhaps this is the statement that will come out of these six months or that one year that we have on this on on, on this feature. But anyway, <clears throat> the friars reported to the king of Spain, and they said, "It has pleased our Lord to bestow pestilence of smallpox among the Indians, and it does not cease." So here they are celebrating the fact that they're celebrating the fact that that, that plague is affecting uh, the local indigenous population. Now cut that out, and we had references to uh, to these to the Spanish flu. In fact, I was reading uh, the other day that five percent of the population of of, of Punjab, uh, uh, the, the British Punjab at that time, and that was the Punjab which included from Delhi to Peshawar. Five percent of that population had died. And in fact, there was a memorial which was presented to the then uh, British governor, which said that more people have died of plague than in the war, than the World War One, which again was a major contribution of the of the people of India. Uh, and at that point of time, when when India participated in the World War One, that was under the impression that yes, we are participating in a war, and the country will then be given the the the, the acknowledgement for that. But that acknowledgement did not happen. Friends, uh, I can go on and on and on because, you know, uh, over the last few years, I've also become a professor of sorts and all professors do not end before 45 minutes, uh, which is something when we were in college used to hate that fact. But now that we are on this side and the mic is in our hands, when you have a mic in your hand, you are called a Mike Tyson, you know. So I don't want to be a Mike Tyson, but I just want to share with all my listeners. <clears throat> like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. The list of 15 uh, of 10 books uh, in translation, which, which are going to be acknowledged this year by the value of words. I would urge all those who are in this uh, meeting today to read those books, uh, to write to us about them and help us make the final choice on who will win. So I'll just share with you the, uh, the, the list of the books that we have in translation. Uh, in the in the translation category, uh, <clears throat> we have uh, <clears throat> with us from regional languages to Hindi, we have uh, 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 Besharam. This is the book written by Taslima Nasreen, 
and which has been translated by Utpal Banerjee. Uh, that is uh, that's been shortlisted for the award. Then there is Kali uh, Kuo Ki Katha. This has uh, been translated by uh, Sudhash Nirav. This is a book in Punjabi, which has been uh, which has been shortlisted for us. Uh, then we have uh, Bashir Sri Lagu Upnyas. Uh, this is by Dr. Santosh Alex. We have uh, Bhu Devta by JL Reddy, and we have Ghasi Ram Kotwal, that famous Marathi play, which has been translated to Hindi. Uh, this is by Dr. Damodar Khatse. In uh, <clears throat> the translations from regional languages to English, we have uh, this wonderful book called Tiger Woman, uh, which has been translated by Arunava Sinha. Now, this is a book of the first uh, about the first circus, uh, which the first Indian circus which came up in Bengal, and the 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 role of the female or the role of the of the women in this uh, in this thing because at a point of time when uh, when women were not expected to or allowed to uh, or uh, you know were, were sort of uh, certainly they were, they were they were being looked down upon if they were performing artists so how this struggle came about then you have uh, quarantine hiders quarantine uh, hiders ship of sorrows uh, then we have this very interesting book the bells are ringing in haridwar uh, this is uh, again a very interesting translation by prema jay kumar and the story of being useless in three contexts of a writer. Now, these are some of the books that have been trans that, that have been available to us. And there's another wonderful book called Khuni Vaisakhi, which is a ballad which was written after the Jalanwala Bagh uh, in, in, in uh, the Jalanwala Bagh partition, uh, sorry, the Jalanwala Bagh massacre in, in, in uh, Amritsar. So these are some of the books which, uh, which we have taken up for consideration this time. Uh, in the Value of Earth Literature Festival, which I really enjoy doing. We get about 500 books a year uh, and we select, we have shortlisted about 35 books. I'll be sharing those uh, links with, uh, uh, with the organizers and especially with uh, Dr. Sadhana Sharma and Mr. Agarwal, Dr. Agarwal. I hope we can all participate in celebrating uh, literature and life and teaching because uh, at the end of the day, uh, it is very important to, to continue to communicate and we shall communicate uh, not because, not in spite, but uh, by, uh, let, let me say that we shall communicate and we shall communicate better uh, during COVID. And COVID will also teach us how to communicate across geographies. And with this, let me again thank uh, Dr. Sadhana Sharma and Dr. Uh, Agarwal. And, uh, and I'd also like to acknowledge and thank Dr. Jitendra Kumar Tripathiji uh, for, for giving me this great opportunity to share with all of you. And thank you, Shivani, for, for connecting it so well. And also would like to acknowledge the excellent uh, uh, comparing which uh, Dr. Pandey does. Thank you very much. It was indeed a pleasure to be with all of you. And I've closed on time. So you cannot accuse me of, of, of you know, transgressing the time limit. Thank, thank you, you very much. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. You have told me that this is a very good thing. That we have to do this. Participant है उनके लिए ये बहुत ही अच्छा मैसेज है आपकी तरफ से थैंक यू वेरी मच थैंक यू डॉक्टर चोपड़ा स्पोक फ्रॉम हार्ट एंड प्रोबेबली ही वाज वेरी पैशनेट टू स्पीक टू अस एंड द वे ही स्पोक एंड द वे ही एक्सप्लेन्ड द हिस्ट्री एंड द लिटरेचर 
probably that's a learning experience for all of us sir thank you very much बहुत बहुत धन्यवाद सर आज हमने एक प्रशासक को प्रशासनिक अधिकारी को साहित्य के विषय में राजनीति के विषय में भौगोलिक परिस्थितियों के विषय में बदलती हुई वैश्विक परिस्थितियों के विषय में बोलते हुए सुना और कोविड आया है चला जाएगा क्योंकि कुछ बात है कि हस्ती मिटती नहीं हमारी मिटेगी नहीं और जैसा की टेगौर ने कहा हमें एक ऐसा समुदाय बनाना चाहिए ऐसा राष्ट्र बनाना चाहिए वेर द माइंड इज विदाउटी आयोजक समिति की ओर से और दोनों प्राचार्य द्वय की ओर से आपका आभार करती हूँ थैंक यू थैंक यू सो मच थैंक यू मैम